This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Dulce Palnow, who is Associate Emergency Services Director, Salvation Army, Wichita. Welcome to Issues 2022, Dulce. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate that. You know, we want to talk about uh, holiday activities and uh, also uh, the programs and services offered by Salvation Army, Wichita. What is it? What's the geographic areas served by uh, Salvation Army, Wichita, then, Dulce? We serve all of Sedgwick County, and actually we also have the El Dorado store under our umbrella, so we serve Butler County as well. How many people do you think are touched by the Salvation Army each year in this area? Oh my goodness, thousands. Um, between our regular everyday services that we do and our seasonal distribution, it is well into the thousands. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be really hard to put a, an exact number on something like that. You're servicing so many people all the time. Yeah, uh, we just have regular clients that come in and, you know, they might get food from us weekly or monthly to help support that. We might have somebody that comes in one time to maybe get a coat and then we don't see them for other services. So we just uh, touch a lot of people in the community in all different ways. Could be quite a number when you look put it that way. Do you, do you receive any government funding? Um, we do. We do receive some government funding, but a lot of what we also receive and count on are the individual funders that help support our programming, and then we also apply for grants that help support programs as well. Okay. Now, tell us a bit about Salvation Army a little bit. Uh, is this? It's kind of. It's a religious entity, as I understand. Is 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 it a church? Actually, a church. At our church. Um, yeah. At, at our core, we are a church, absolutely, um, and our founder was just big on the fact that, you know, you can't really touch someone spiritually unless they have some of their basic needs met, um, that whole soup, soap, and salvation uh, part of that philosophy. And so the Salvation Army works uh, to help provide some of those basic needs to people so that they, you know, can focus on getting through the day and having whether they're hungry, whether they need a coat from us, whether they need shelter. It's like, how can you uh, really focus on the the spiritual side of things if you are hungry or in need of housing or anything like that? So we work to meet all of those needs. Actually, help me. Uh, Salvation Army, I believe, was actually began in uh, in Great Britain, did it not, or in England? It did, yeah. It, it originated there, and um, I can't quote the exact year that it was brought to the United States, but um, yes, it did originate there. Now, uh, how has the pandemic impacted your programs and services, Dulcie? You know, uh, we just had to really start thinking about how we can still be available in the community, how we can still meet the needs. Um, a lot of really good things came out of the pandemic for us. One thing, we never closed our doors. We never shut down. A lot of businesses had to, or there was the necessity for that. But we kept on serving people. We just changed how we did things a little bit. So where we met people in person for a little while, we were doing a lot of our services over the phone, such as utility assistance. We, you know, we found, hey, we can, we can do this over the phone. People can send us their documents via text message or email. So we were able to still meet that need. And then we have pantries here as well. So we just modified that. And instead of 
people necessarily coming in and getting the items. We just went to a curbside model, so we were still able to to meet the needs there. Our shelter never closed down. We never stopped um, housing people. Again, just the safety precautions and the normal protocol changed a little bit, but we just kept on uh, meeting the needs. And so we we changed a few things like, uh, for example, our Christmas applications. We, we were doing all of those in person formally. And then with the pandemic, everybody started to think, you know, how can we still do this? How can we still make this happen? And we, we modified everything and went to an online application. And so we didn't really skip a beat. We just kept on going. And um, I'm really proud of that fact. Now, has the Salvation Army uh, already distributed uh, coats and blankets this fall? We did. We actually started that October 17th. Um, we had a great turnout. That was happening at all three of our locations because in addition to our downtown location, we have two core locations in Wichita as well and then our El Dorado Uh, core facility too. But yes, we had that for a couple of weeks and uh, we gave out uh, a lot of coats those couple of weeks. Um, The thing is, sometimes when we're doing that, the weather's not quite cold enough Uh, yet for people to be thinking about that. So we're still going to have some available to those as as the weather changes that they could come in and and make that request. What is, uh, tell us about the Angel Tree and Star of Hope campaign. We are in the thick of that, so to speak, right now. Um, it is really and truly an amazing program that um, I've been involved in that component of it for about five years now. And almost everyone that comes to our distribution center is just blown away by seeing the the end result of that and, and how that works. Uh, we take Christmas applications starting in October, and we're still currently taking those now for families in need of Christmas assistance. And there's two main components of that. We have our Angel Tree program, which helps households with children 18 years of age and younger with Christmas gifts for their kiddos. And then we take the applications directly from the parent or guardian, so they're able to make specific gift requests for what their children would actually like for Christmas. So, you know, we just don't have like a little toy shop where they come and select out of the items that are there. They can request the the specific items for their child, like maybe their child likes Harry Potter. So they're wanting Harry Potter Legos or Paw Patrol items because that's what their four-year-old likes. So that's a unique thing for our um, Christmas assistance program that I like because the, the kids are getting exactly what they want. And then the other component that we have is the Star of Hope, and that is for adults 60 years of age and older, so our senior population, and we can take a gift request for a household item from them. And so once those applications come in, we uh, put those into our system, and those are the angels that you'll see at the mall or at Walmart or we work with so many businesses that host an angel tree site for us. So a company might take 50 angels for their employees. And then the magic starts to happen in that everybody takes an angel and they go and shop for that specific child and they get the two gift items for them. And then 
everybody gets them back to our distribution center. And that's what I was referring to earlier because we literally have like 3,000 bags all across a, a huge uh, warehouse and families come through in a matter of two days and pick up items so their household can have, you know, part of the fun of Christmas is is the gifts and and the traditions that happen with that. And I just, I feel like it's a lot more than, you know, just a gift that we're giving. I just feel like it's, it provides families with some hope and provides families with some tradition and just a lifting of spirit when times can sometimes, it can be a little bit hard to fit Christmas gifts into an already stretched thin budget. And that's where I love our program coming in and, and still allowing that to happen for families. Okay. And again, how, how can our listeners get involved uh, either as a, a start hope recipient or somebody you taking some donations, I presume, right? Yeah, definitely. There's a couple of uh, different ways that families can apply. So they can go to our main website, which is www.salvationarmy-wichita.org. And both the Angel Tree application and the Star of Hope application is available online there. It's a very easy form to fill out, super simple, and that's available 24-7. And then we also, for those that might not have access, we also have a phone number that families are able to call and apply online, or excuse me, over the phone and talk to somebody to take their application. And that number is 316-425-6123. So those are a couple of ways that families that are in need can apply for our Christmas assistance program. And then on the flip side of that, we um, we definitely take toy donations. Uh, just going to one of the locations like the malls or coming up in Walmart and picking up an angel and shopping for that. If somebody listening has a business and they think, hey, that might be fun to to host an angel tree site at our business, we can definitely get somebody connected with that. And then, of course, Christmas brings the um, iconic red kettles out. And so people, we really need people to bell ring as well. And just that funding is not just what funds uh, Christmas at all. Actually, that funds programs that we have available all year round, every single day of the week, 24 hours a day in terms of our shelter and utility assistance and food pantries and all of the other programming that we do. Very, so, very well known with, for that bell ringing, I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and if somebody is interested in bell ringing, they can look up some available shifts and get registered at registertoring.com. Now, uh, when you talk about a distribution warehouse, where is that located? Um, that is still being worked out, the oh, final okay. details of that. It changes around yearly depending on what building is vacant and what what building is big enough for right. us to, to house the distribution. Yeah, it's got to be a good-sized vacant building with some, you know, a parking lot and the whole thing, right? 
Absolutely, absolutely. It has to have room to hold at least 3,000 bags in there. Wow. So it needs to be a <laughs> substantial size to, to serve all the families. Uh, last year, we had around 7,000 angels, um, children that were right here from the Wichita community that we assisted with this program. So it's really incredible. It's a, it's a big deal, and I just love to see it all come together. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations. Our guest is uh, Dulce Palnow who is Associate Emergency Services Director, Salvation Army, Wichita. I want to talk, Adelcy, for just a bit about uh, your various programs and services for the community, because the Army does a, l- a lot of different things. Uh, but for instance, tell me about disaster relief, Salvation Army and disaster relief. Yeah, that's a, a component of the Army that we uh, just work to serve those impacted by any type of the disaster. So on a local level, uh, we would go out and, for example, just recently we were at the fire in Park City, and so we just went there to be supportive to the first responders that were working so hard. We we got out there about uh, probably 10.30 p.m. Sunday night, and we stayed all night long and over the next day and just were available there. We we had a, a backdrop of watching the raging fire that was happening and all the hard work that the firemen were doing, and we were just there to provide a little reprieve for them and, and um, you know, a, a hot cup of coffee or a cold bottle of water and some snacks and sandwiches uh, during the time that they were doing all the hard work. And then back in April, of course, when we had the Andover tornado that happened, we were out there for a couple of weeks providing case management and short-term as well as long-term relief to those impacted by the tornado. And then to just, um, you know, being out there to answer questions and give referrals and then being able to direct people downtown here for additional assistance if needed. But then we also work on a national level and an international level as well. And so it just depends on the deployment of that. But the Salvation Army is responsive to to help with all kinds of disasters from the small ones to the big ones. Where, I, where I've heard about you over the years is, uh, let's say there's a, there's a house fire. And all yes. of a sudden there are people who, everything's gone up in smoke. They don't have anything. And, and sure enough, we hear the Salvation Army's on the scene uh, uh, taking over and helping these people out. Uh, what kind of help can you give somebody who's just lost everything in a house fire, Dulcie? You know, that's that can be so overwhelming for families, and we're just there to kind of guide and direct them in, in the early days. And as they, various agencies all work together uh, to maybe give them some short-term housing options, um, a lot of what we do is we can replace some of the household items for them. So although we can't replace everything, we can give them some referrals to get clothing. We can give them the, the setup for their household, some of those small appliances like a microwave and vacuum cleaner and um, crock pot and dishes, towels, bedding, all of those types of things that, you know, just really add up to a lot of dollars when you're trying to replace all of those items. And, and we can come in and give them that immediate support and give them those items to, you know, wherever they land next to get their household started. I understand the Salvation Army offers uh, uh, services for veterans. Tell me about that. 
Yeah, so we have supportive services for veteran families, and they work with them in providing case management support in in helping them get back into the community if if they're struggling. Um, they help them with housing if if that's a need, and so it just really provides that wraparound services for veterans fa- veteran families for somebody to walk alongside of them on a more long term basis and help them navigate through some of the needs that they have. How about help for help for the aging? What do you do there? Uh, well, we have our regular services available that we offer, you know, to really any population. So at all three of our locations, we can offer assistance with utilities. Actually, today is our utility day for November. So at the first of the first business day of every month, we always have a long line outside of our doors of people lined up waiting for us to open to get potential utility assistance for their household, which is huge because we can come in and uh, we can talk with the various vendors of the utility services and work out pay arrangements for them, and we can also provide some of that financial support to prevent them from being disconnected and, you know, just all the issues that that sets, up, sets forth if something like that happens. Uh, we provide financial assistance for those that are in need of an ID or a birth certificate, which, as everyone knows, is just critical to everything that you try to do, or even when you're trying to get new housing, if you don't have those documents or if you've lost them or they've been in a fire or whatever the situation is, we can go ahead and help people get those back. And of course, we have an amazing food pantry at all three locations. And we also do a mobile food pantry. So four days a week, we're out in the community, um, going out into the various neighborhoods, and we're providing food. Um, at, we work with Park and Rec, and they they help us out by letting us go to three different centers four days a week for people to get food right out in different areas in the in the food desert. So that's a, a great program, again, that seniors or anybody can actually utilize and um, just help out with, you know, make their budget stretch a little further by getting that food from us. You, uh, you offer some assistance in the area of uh, people who are victims of domestic abuse? Um, we do have a shelter. So the, our first option would be to refer clients in that type of need to the safe shelters that are set up for that and are in confidential locations because we know that their safety is first. But if um, those are full or somebody is just in need of shelter, we have a 28-bed shelter right here in this building. So a lot of people drive by downtown and and they don't even realize all of the services that are, are happening right here in our building. But we have that shelter and that is for single women, women with children, um, married couples or or any couple with uh, children or just any couple that um, is living together but in need of shelter, we can provide that for them. And they can stay upwards of 30 days, um, sometimes longer, just to help them work with the case manager and stabilize a little bit and get some 
connections to other programs that can benefit them. But the amazing part of that is on the outside of that, on the on the backside of that, there are housing opportunities beyond the shelter that they can qualify for, which would be transitional housing where they can, we have uh, units right here in our building for that as well. So they can stay uh, for months at a time there while um, trying to get back on their feet, while trying to save money, while trying to address back debt and other barriers that make it difficult for them to to just go right out into the community. So they have that longer-term case management support. And then we even have another program called Rapid Rehousing. And so that's uh, the same type of thing that I just described for transitional, but that's actually out in the community. So they um, have like a graduated rent program. Um, so while they're trying to stabilize there, they're having some assistance too and getting that case management support. I'm sure you help with the homeless, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's all that's of that of with yeah. the shelter is right. is for anybody that's experiencing home homelessness. They can um, call our shelter and check for availability. You uh, do you do uh, what do you do? Something in the area of job training? Do you not? Um, actually, we do a lot of referrals to our community partner, oh, okay. like over at Workforce, for that. But Great. that's a, that is a big component of our job because uh, when people are coming here for maybe utilities, they're also expressing other needs as well. So our case management case managers are very well informed of the various agencies in the community that can assist and help out with other needs that the clients might have that we don't necessarily address right here, but we know who to get them to, to, to make that happen, make that connection. Yeah. You've, you got many programs and services. Uh, how many people do you actually employ locally? Do you have any idea? Oh, Goodness, I would say here um, at our shelter, we probably, excuse me, at our building, we probably have around 40 to 45, and that's in all of the different programs. So that's in homeless services and the veterans program and emergency social service. So there's a, a few people making a lot of things happen for our, for Salvation Army here. And do you use volunteers? Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, volunteers are critical. We couldn't do anything that we do without volunteers. Um, the volunteers that come and work on, say, our mobile food pantry or take applications from families. Today, right now, we have somebody here on the phones ready to take those applications from families. And then we have volunteers that are upstairs actually inputting these applications into our system to to get the angels ready. Um, volunteers are here throughout the whole Christmas season really every day. And like I mentioned with the bell ringing, a lot of that is driven by volunteers. So volunteers are critical in what we do and really giving us the ability to do everything that we do. You Easy to find. I mean, what I would do is just Google Salvation Army Wichita, and then we'll, we'll find you pretty quick, right? Yeah, and then when, once they get to our website, which again is www.salvationarmy-wichita.org, but like you said, if you're, if you're Googling that, the, the great thing about that is information about all of the programming that I talked about is yeah. on there, but also if somebody is interested in volunteering, there's a link right on there for that. If somebody wants to donate, there's a link for that. Um, where are 
mobile food pantry locations are. There's information for that. And of course, how to help with Christmas or apply for Christmas assistance. It's all right there on that website. Salvation Army does a, a lot of uh, fine work, not only at Christmas time, but as you say, around uh, all the t- 12 months of the year, you are out there and active. And uh, we appreciate what you're doing. And if, if, if you start ringing those red kettles pretty soon here and you see that, uh, you listeners out there, and drop some money in there. That's a good way to support the, the Salvation Army. Dulcie, hey, thank you for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Our guest is. Thank you so much for visiting with me today. I really appreciate it, Steve. Dulcie Palna who is Associate Emergency Services Director, Salvation Army, Wichita. That's all for this edition of Issues 2022. Then, of course, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.